Once upon a time, there were two little podcast hosts and a big, bad producer. And that producer shall be not named, and the podcast host will continue to host this podcast unabated. Huh. Wow. The first podcast host built his microphone out of string and buttons. Dan, why am I in this pig suit? Is this some kind of kink for you? Talk into the mic. Uh, I mean, hello. Oh. My name is my name is Dan, <laughs> and um, this is the Indie Film Review. That was a retelling of the three little podcast hosts, um, the Chindrel, the children tale that we all know. The Chindrel. The Chindrel. <laughs> Dan, what happened to the Just, third one? You said two before. Now there's three. I feel like the the logic of this story is flawed. Therefore, I'm not enjoying it. You've taken me out of the world. Oh, hi, I'm Jared, by the way. This is the Indie Film Review. Dan. We, we watched this film. What did we watch? We watched this film called The Three The Three Proletariat Pigs, which as soon as I heard the title, I'm like, I'm going to love <laughs> the hell out of whatever this is. This is going uh, to be correction. genius. What? It's The Three Little Proletariat Pigs. Three Dan. Little Proletariat it's Pigs. It's very important to note that they are not normal size. They are small. They're okay. three little proletariat picks. Okay. Thank you. This was sent to us by Atticus Osborne, and he also was a Patreano of ours. Oh, thank yes. you so much. So this is, uh, he paid us to review this film earlier. All right. That's how it works. Ten bucks. You can do it too. Yeah. So Isn't thank you. Thank you Isn't for fun. Thank you for your patronage. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for this film. Uh, like uh. I, I didn't realize <laughs> I, I didn't realize I needed this film until I watched it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> OK, fun. All right. So first section, we're going to do questions back and forth about the film. Try not to spoil it. Second half, we are going to spoil it. All right. Let's get into a Dan question. Yes. This entire film which we didn't explain what the plot is. You should do that after I'm done talking. <laughs> it takes place in a single location. Yes. It is a single a location. A chamber film, film if is... you will. Ah, yes. A chamber pot of emotion. Yay or nay on this? Do you think it worked? Do you think it's, uh, you know, what's what's the deal? Let me, let me say this. I wasn't expecting it. And at first I'm like, where is this film going? Is it going to hold my attention? And mm -hmm. I started to get impatient with it in the first 20 minutes. But after the first 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, now I understand what's happening. Like, this I is... felt the exact same way. <laughs> this movie doesn't have a strong start. But no. I feel like once it starts to go, it really starts to go. So the Three Little Proletary Pigs is about this avant-garde director. Theater, theater director. Clem Clements. Clem Clements. They are tasked with writing... A play by the great... What's the guy's name? The French guy. Jean-Raphael Bouton. Jean-Raphael Jean Bouton. Genius. It's so good. This guy challenges Clem Clemens to make a play out of The Three Little Pigs, but introduce communism into it. Like, you need to rewrite the play, but you have to do it with communism. And so this, Clem Clemens directs this crazy... Just outlandish, way out there, way avant-garde play of the three little pigs. The same story, just with communism peppered in. And it's a it, it's essentially a documentary of this film being made. So this film is kind of like a mockumentary. Or not the film. It's a mockumentary of the play being put on. So you have th four actors. You have Clem Clemens. And you have this camera crew. 
and hilarity ensues. Like 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 we said, <laughs> the first twenty minutes are just like, what is happening? And then it something just it picks up, and you're like, oh my god, this is going to be hilarious. It's when they start doing the exercise scenes yes. where they're like, it's like the trust exercises. I guess I don't know what you would call it. It's them trying to to like get to know each other through almost like little improv games they're doing. Yeah. Very weird. I'm sure this is like real stuff actors do maybe. Oh yeah. Know. Oh no, for sure. And like you can tell, like you can tell that this is steeped in people who have been in the industry of theater acting just, and, and they are making fun of the people they've become across. Like there are people that they, it, it's very obvious that like this, the, the characters write themselves, but you know that like they just didn't, they're definitely inspired by real life people. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they are. And this is a, yeah, it's a satire of working in the theater business. Yes, it's it's wonderful. Uh, some of these characters are too cringe for me, Dan. How did you feel? <laughs> some of these were too much. How did you like the, just the general um, kind of mockumentary style where it's like, Let's let's get some roll of what's happening and then let's get some talking head going on. I think they did a very good job creating this film and I like that style a lot. And, you know, it makes you think of The Office and some yeah. of the, you know, that, that, that type of mockumentary style is it's like comforting. It's like nice, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah, just yeah. kind of like want to snuggle up in your bed and watch it. And uh, I think they pulled it off really well. I think sometimes with the timing of the jokes or maybe like I wasn't getting some of the jokes, I feel like this film for me wasn't a laugh a minute. I wasn't like, I don't know if it's even intentionally like that. I was definitely laughing at times. This film was a laugh a minute for me. I mean, not maybe a minute. I laughed quite a bit in this. You're laughing a lot. Okay. All right. So good. I'm thinking some things just didn't click for me construction wise for this film. I think it was very well done. So the subjects are very active, right? They're moving yeah. around. There's no like, the only time the camera is sitting is when they're doing the talking heads. Other times the camera is just dynamically moving yeah. around following the action. And I think they do a really, really good job of tracking and following that. Absolutely. I love the music in this. I thought the music was really, really nice. Dan, you've already answered one of my questions. Is this film funny? Yes, it was hilarious. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I was definitely laughing. It just, it wasn't very, it wasn't consistent for me for the laughter. And again, the first 20 minutes, I, I was, I laughed a couple times, but I was really just trying to understand what this film was. <laughs> I was like, what am I watching? What is this? And which isn't, it, not a bad thing, but maybe I'd say start off with like a higher, higher tone in the beginning to really catch you. Be like, all right, this is what's going on. And then we can like get into the characters. Speaking of characters, do you think these characters are fleshed out enough for the story? As in, are there characters you're able to latch onto or care about throughout this story? And is that even necessary, I guess? So a lot of questions I've just thrown at you. Number one, no, it is not necessary. Because this is straight up a satire. Like, this is... The characters are vacant vessels to to carry a punchline, in in my opinion. Mm, Just like me. Yeah. So that's my opinion. <laughs> they, they could, I don't know. I don't, I hope that's not offensive, but like, I don't think they were meant to be like, let's delve into the psyche of these characters. I think they were meant to be like, yeah, silly. The one that you do get invested in is Clem Clemens. And yes, you have to, because the payoff for the end of this film is 
incredible to me. Wow. <laughs> it's really, and that's all because of the actor who plays Clem. Yeah. And that person is Liv Ello is wow. Wonderful. Liv is amazing in this. Wonderful. She carries this film on her shoulders. I looked her up. I think she's only been in two other films this year or last year. I'm sorry. In 2023, please keep being in films. You're fantastic. I'm, I'm already writing her down for like yeah. actor of the, of this year for us. So like, holy crap, live. <laughs> I live for your performance. Thank you so much. She's uh, a treasure or yeah. they are treasure. So out, she's playing a they. So true. I just don't know what the real the yeah. artist behind yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know, Dan, I'm trying to be good. I, me too, bro. Who is, who is your favorite character? I mean, it's definitely Clem, Clem. for sure. I, I think that character is the most flushed out. And I think one of my qualms is you can have unlikable characters and like make them cringe and weird. And you know, like they're the punchline, but if you give them a little something to like latch onto, cause think about the office, right? Think about the office. Think about the boss from the office or Dwight, you know, that real like stupid asshole. You kind of start to care about them as you're watching, mm-hmm. even though they're fucking just dinguses. <laughs> there's there's like a heart to them. Yeah. And I feel like with these characters, there's no there's no heart. Yeah. There. I, I don't think that I don't think that matters. I don't think that was the intent at all. OK. And then another thing is usually there are there's a couple characters like in the office. I know the reason I'm doing is because it's there's direct comparisons to like the style that they've done here. It's very, very, very similar. Um, There are characters who are like, Hey, I'm realizing this is silly and insane. And I'm the normal person here. And I'm looking at you being like, that is what the hell is this Jade. And they do have a character like that in this. And that is uh, Atticus Osborne. Oh, Oh, no. What's his character's name? Oh, um, Jesper is Atticus's character. Yes, Jade is kind of like that. I wanted Jade to be that more. I feel like Jade is just the punching bag for this film. The dynamic between Jade and Clem is, it's the same dynamic between um, Michael and um, Toby in The Office. Yeah. The the PR guy that he hates. It's like, Mm -hmm. Clem just hates Jade for no fucking reason at all. Like, no reason given, just like, let's bully but Jade doesn't feel like she's in on it with us. She's not like, oh, this is like ridiculous. She just, she seems like very hurt and wounded, yes. which I get it. This is like, they're attacking her a lot. Yeah, that's what I liked. Ooh, it's hard to watch. It's I hard know. to watch it sometimes. I know, I loved it. I loved it. Ah, boy. And then she stays and I'm like, yes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. The, okay, the reason she stayed is because Clem's like, let me remind you of something. They say the name of John, John Raphael Bouton, Boutine, Boutine, Boutine. And, and she's almost leaving, and then she stops, and then she turns around and comes back and takes the oh, abuse. I'm like, well, oh you my know, God. she's in a big play sponsored by him. I guess it's supposed to be a big deal. Quickly, we'll go over the characters. We have um, Clive is a th- recent theater grad. Jade is like a, she's been in the theater. She's she's been taking bit parts here and there for a while now. She's like the most seasoned yeah. actor out of all of them. Yes, and she is the punching bag of yeah. of uh, Clem basically, and everyone else too, yeah. except for Clive, which I'll get into. And then Amy is uh, she's like a new age 
kind of person. She's an intuitive art performer. Yeah. I feel like her character could have been even more exaggerated. Mm, Yeah, okay. And then we have Vespa, the guy in red, who is like the American who's kind of the lead. He's like the big bad wolf type of dude. And there's some funny stuff with him. He is the prima donna. He he is like, he is way, (laughs) he acts way more famous than he is. This is a bit part in like a stupid backwoods theater thing, but he's like acting, he's acting like he's the king of the world and he should be like carried out of the the building. Okay. And so there's certain bits where they're like, oh, you know, I just want to, so Vespa is talking with the group and he brings this up out of nowhere. He's like, oh, you know, I just want to focus on what we're doing here and not focus about the controversy that's been going on with social media about me. I'm like, all right, that's a setup. Where's the punchline to that? And I don't think it ever comes. There is. That's the punchline. The fact that there is none. He's making all this shit up in his head. If we were to find out that there was none, that would have been nice. But it feels like other people are realizing. Other people know, though. I don't know. I don't know. There's certain times where things are set up like that, where I'm like, I'm waiting for that joke. And then it just, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't come for me. I'm like, okay. Ah. All right. We're going to spoil this film. It is not out yet. It is in festival circuits. I think this is going to do good in the festival circuit, especially because of the content of this. One of my, yeah. one of my favorite jokes, there's a narrator in this film and the narrator is played on a, a, like a track behind everything. So it's, it's like bad sound quality. Cause it's like the camera and microphone is picking up a speaker in the room. I love how bad it is. It's so funny. I, I love how and, awful and, it is. And you get, you get snippets of what the narrator is saying every time around, but the one that gets repeated the most is the most hilarious part of it. And it's like, and the, and the wolf snuck up on them, his mouth wet with the lust of flesh an exploitable labor. <laughs> I fucking laughed so every time I heard stupid. it. It's so it's funny. It's so dumb. It's so funny. Oh my God. So the whole film is leading up to the performance and you get snippets of like how they're acting, how they're making these decisions. And then the last 15 minutes of the film is the performance in the aftermath. Yeah, which is great. It's really good. Once you see the fucking performance, you're like, oh my God, they actually did some mm-hmm. acting and they made progress. And you're like, what the fuck? This is good. I loved it. I love it. Like it, it, it's, it was it's, really silly. It's tongue in cheek and it's silly, but it's like, they are getting into it. Like Vesper is like, I, I love the camera angle of Vesper whenever he's like crawling up the wall of the house. He's like, I'll huff and I'll puff. And I'm like, oh my God. Cinematography. Perfect choice. When he like licks the, um, Yes. The, one of the houses. Yes. I think it's the second house. Yes. He, like, <laughs> he like licks the face of the house. I'm like, what the fuck? I like how he forgets his lines, even at the final performance. Dude. Yes. For the pitch. That was really, cause he forgets his lines throughout the entire thing. One of my, yeah. Like, so that's the running joke with him. But surprisingly, the, my favorite line forgetting joke was not him. It's whenever all the pigs are saying in unison their thing. And they forget their line towards the end and they all kind of oh taper my off God, and say yes. their own shit. That it made me so laugh so bad. Because <laughs> they're all supposed to talk in unison and then they they never got it right. The entire oh time they never God, got it right. It was Ridiculous. So funny. <laughs> oh man. All right, let's see what else. There was like a hint that Clive, the new drama graduate, and Jade were kind of there was like maybe something there yeah because they they kept like doing some cuts of them looking at each other and after the scene of 
they're doing like a warm up exercise where they pass like the blue ball. He goes, blue ball. <laughs> that was really funny when they're doing the blue ball shit and you're supposed to like catch it, but have an emotion when you catch it. Really fucking stupid. <laughs> Just don't say that too loud. <laughs> You're going to get theater kids after you, man. Everything that Jade does is wrong. No matter how good or bad it is, it's just terrible. And it's, they end up in an exercise where they're just screaming horror or something at her yeah, over she, and over oh and over again. Oh my God, that was, that was scary. <laughs> and it was insane. A couple of scenes later, we have Clive is like sitting with Jade. He goes, hey, uh, I just wanted to let you know, I don't, I don't think you're like a horror or anything. And I'm like, oh, is there going to be a thing here? And then it just, it's gone. Like, there, there's never, like, any more building of a friendship. I'm not saying they have to have a romantic thing. It but just a little more for Clive to do would have been nice. I don't know. Again, I don't think that was, like, this is not The Office. We're not going to have another episode. Like, I think the whole point of this was just, like, how can we insert communism into the Three Little Pigs and make fun of theater at the same time? Yeah. But I, I think you could at least flush out the characters more and have, have like more of it. It it really felt like the Clem Clements show and the other ones were, I, I mean, maybe that was 24 is the year of disagreement. That was the point. That is the point. <laughs> Fucking one of my favorite running gags is Vesper insists on doing a Cockney accent for the wolf and Clive that was good. Clem Clemens like, you know, I wasn't Hates it, but won't say anything. I, I wasn't thinking about this. Yeah, like I love the fact that Clem never says anything about all the stupid decisions that Bess was yeah. making. Anyway, Clem's like not not how I envisioned it, but uh, I, okay, we'll go for it. So that in turn makes Amy do like an outlandish Cockney accent, and then Clive give it gives him creative license to make an accent and because he thinks it's like the proletariat he's doing a terrible russian accent and it is i am here for it it is so funny jade is the only one who's just acting like normal yeah a little bit like thespian but like still like it's within the theater bubble but it's, it's um normal for that theater bubble all the other ones are just like going fucking crazy <laughs> I, I I mean, when they were overacting and going silly, I was having a lot of fun. I mean, my, one of my favorite scenes is the uh, when they're flopping on the floor, like pretending to be bacon. They're like, oh, you're sizzling. You're sizzling. Jade, Jade, you're not sizzling. <laughs> Jade. So having Clem attack Jade at first was very funny. Then it they stretched that out through the entire film. And it got a little, it just got tiring for me. Okay. I thought maybe it would have been more interesting if... Clem was shitting on everyone and, and everyone was turning on them except for um, Vesper because it's like he's the golden child and you know, yeah. like we must protect. He must be protected. Maybe the bullying of one character in this film is just too real for me, Dad. Mm, maybe. <laughs> it's just too much. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It's a, it's a little much for me. God, there's so much I want to talk about. Um, I don't want to spoil everything, so I'm not going to talk about a lot of the things I've written down. We cannot talk about the ending we can't ending is too good to talk about dude yeah but that's what i want to talk about dude <laughs> the ending is too good people need to go see it okay I, i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk about the ending but i'm not gonna give away the whole context of it fine go ahead daniel clem clemens like they put on the show and and what's his name comes in french, <laughs> you have to say the full name every time clem french clemens. Boy. you can't just french say boy clem. comes in what's his name John Raphael, John Raphael Poutine. Poutine. So he comes in and he's like, okay, I'm going to watch this now. 
they put on the whole show and the whole like we get mm-hmm. reaction shots of him and like he's looking at Clem and Clem's looking back and you're like what you're about to say you cannot say it we conferred as a group we huddled up um uh, us in our dead co-host and 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 producer we 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 channeled we had a séance we got a Ouija board in here and um we as a group decided that uh we should not spoil the film so i i will take my I leave i don't think so i will take I my leave so. i will take my leave i won't say anything about it go watch this film the film ending like coupled with the terrible performance that is just comedy gold and then how the <laughs> film ends is it's my favorite okay it's my favorite thing in comedy films in a long time like wow, i'm i'm not damn. i'm not a big I'm not big in the comedy genre. I don't like like the mainstream like Judd Apatow shit. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm not into that. Like my last favorite comedy was the cable guy from the nineties, right? <laughs> Damn, yeah, that's a, that was a while ago, buddy. So like I, I don't <laughs> subscribe to comedy. This is my favorite recently. It's so nice. Good. It's so good. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's kind of part of like I think this and the ending of this film was special and I don't want to talk about it that's yeah. that's why i had to stop you because dan dan was like super horny i, was, and he wanted, I wanted to, to say it so load. bad like, you gotta to stop so no bad. don't okay so um in closing i think this is a funny film i enjoyed it but there was some lulls for me where i was kind of a little especially in the in the beginning did you not laugh your ass off at whenever um clive was like talking about buying long and thick sticks and he just wouldn't shut up about see it's those jokes work it there's the point of like where it's working and then you do it for too long and it's not working but then if you keep going it can come back yeah it's a hard it's a fine line of Mm. where to stop the joke the bit and then when jokes become too similar there are like three or four sets of joke like that where it's like my long hard thing and it's it's maybe one or two of those is funny i don't know it just all depends on how it is peppered throughout the film and what's going on. And sometimes I, I just don't, I got tired of hearing similar type of jokes. Uh, but yeah, overall it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. What Dan, what do you think? I already said what I think. Yeah. You, you fucking love this movie. I love this shit. Do it. Do it again. Guys, you can find us on Instagram at NeedFilmReviewPod. You can find us on the threads at the same thing. You can email us at TheNeedFilmReview at gmail.com. If you are submitting us your film and you want to jump ahead in line, give us that coin, baby. That's what Atticus did. Give us He said, he said yes, sir, can I have my coin? And we said, yes, we will take your coin. And a trade was struck. <laughs> and the great wheels... Of capitalism. (laughs) Ah, yes. Capitalism has crushed the communism. A trade was struck. Ah, Atticus. A trade was struck. (laughs) (laughs) His name is fucking Atticus, too. It's like the perfect thing. Ah, Atticus. Your trade. I will take your coin, Atticus. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Atticus Osborne. Ah, yes. Your business is good here. Uh, Dan, <laughs> everyone listening, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, you have the final word, buddy. Not the audience, Dan does. Oh, don't give it to them. Shh. So are we going to cover up the the scandal that, that I went through? <laughs> I thought we were doing a pretty good job until you mentioned it. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>